0: Yeah, I'm going to go number one, you're still out.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio by my two resident co-hosts, which I'll get to in just a moment, but that angelic voice that you heard in the intro there, (laughs) the one, the only, Logan McAllister, joining us via Zoom as our special guest. He's going to ride shotgun with us tonight on the YSO Podcast. Logan, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Uh, glad glad you could join us. So, and we'll get it. We're going to talk some corn fairy stuff. We're going to get your thoughts on some British Open stuff from a couple weeks ago. All kinds of other good stuff. But before we get to that, I want to introduce my
2: co-host Jonathan Till on my left. JT, Keith, always good to be with you. Always good to have Logie Mac on the pod, and I'm sure things will get uh, nice and spicy tonight. All sorts of good takes, but. Uh, Happy to be here on a on a typical Monday evening in studio. It's uh, been a minute since we've kind of had our uh, our typical outlines. Yeah. So uh, good to be here. Always good to be with Scott Gurr, Scooter.
3: What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Man, the the stash is coming back in. I, I yeah, wish we had video ready. access right now of the stash, man, because it is it's pretty legit. It's going to make its way back for the uh, member guest galaxy at the greens and so well, tournament uh, time of the year for you turn- bud so you got to get time. prepared right Absolutely. so you gotta get the
1: game face game face including the, i took uh, a the look stash. down the agenda I, I, it sounds like we're gonna talk a little bit about we scott's some, game it's a fairway <laughs> files to talk about for sure once we get a little later on in the pod but speaking of game faces you know the best place to put your game face on here in oklahoma city has to be well chalk luxury sports all right? Wow. our primary sponsor the love of our proverbial podcast lives, right? So, uh, everybody knows about Chalk. 1324 West Memorial Road there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. You can follow them on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc, right? We've turned the corner in baseball. We're on the back end of that. Had the All-Star Game this past week. We're... Etching so close to football. It's so close you can almost smell it. So it'll be here before we know it. We've got some golf sandwiched in between, a few other UFC fights, all kinds of other crazy stuff. No better place to take in all the sports action. Always the favorite that is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, where do we want to start, Till? We, we're going to jump
2: right into it. We're going to do a deep dive on the Corn Fairy Tour tonight with our man Logie, right? That's right. So, uh, Logie, coming off here, the uh, you know we, we talk a lot of Corn Fairy. I say a decent amount of Corn Fairy Tour on the pod, uh, but we're, we're certainly going to go deeper tonight. You know, kind of a rough time of the year on the PGA Tour uh, we, uh, we try to have some rooting interest. Not real easy when it comes to the 3M and the rocket mortgages of the world. So, Not a Scott Piercy fan. We're, huh? uh, <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> we're turning our attention to the Price Cutter Championship presented by Dr. Pepper. I mean, all the sponsors come out for Springfield, Missouri. Um, and, you know, I think it is no coincidence. We had you scheduled for a pot appearance best result of the Corn Ferry Tour season. So uh, I guess first and foremost, just uh, give us a bit of recap of your tournament up in Springfield um, and take us there.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was I was um, thinking about having this schedule on Monday and uh, on Thursday night. I was like, you know what? I better I better have a good good last few days here. It's not going to be very entertaining to talk about another miscut. cut. Um, but yeah, it was... It was a, uh, a better week. Um, every week out here, I feel like I learned something new. And this week was kind of the same. I mean, I played a decent first round like I've done all, all year long. Um, then got off to a terrible start on Friday. I was three over through nine with no birdies. Par fives, I had a double and a bogey on the two par fives, and they're both like driver seven iron. And um, I turned to the front, and number one's a par five. And I had to get up and down for par. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to need something special to make the cut. <laughs> and so I was able to make um, five birdies on that nine. I made a, a couple nice putts on seven and eight to to get to five and then had about 10 feet on nine. And I thought the cut was going to be six. So I thought I had to make it. Um, I just barely missed it. And it was one of those, you know, I finished at one o'clock. And, the, you know, you don't know what the cut's going to be until 730. So it was one of those. Sit in the hotel room and you know try to sleep, t- try to take a nap, but you can't really fall asleep because I just want to update the leaderboard or whatever. So, luckily enough, I made it, and then I was able to to kind of make some hay on the weekend, which was which was really nice. And, you know, that's it, it's really hard to make cuts on in professional golf, period. But Corn Ferry, it's really really hard. You got to go shoot five six under every week, um, and so being able to have a nice weekend and kind of you know progress off of off of a made cut and more reps out here was was huge for me and i really felt like i played well this weekend so having that going forward obviously i'm only guaranteed one more event but um if i can take care of business in utah make it to omaha and then um you know just keep on rolling and hopefully be able to sneak into the finals
1: yeah, trending in the right direction for sure, Logie. You know, two, you said you played well on the weekend, two sixty sevens, right? So yeah, really, really well on the weekend. Uh, so yeah, good, good playing by you there. I, I assumed you probably just went to Bass Pro Shops after the round concluded, right? So kind of waiting for everything to unfold there. So
0: yeah, I mean, I was, I, I, uh, I went back. It was so hot outside. I was like, I'm not going to go hit balls or putter or anything. So I went straight back to the hotel and I was thinking of stuff to do and then I remembered where I was at and that there was basically nothing to do so I stayed
1: in the hotel <laughs> 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 well, you, you know we joked about it the, the, we call it the YSO bump here uh, Logan but you know a couple weeks ago we had Hannah Screen on on the pod and she goes out and wins the uh, England under 25 you know ladies am across the pond and stuff so you know we're two for two here over the last couple weeks so just throwing that out there anybody else wants to come on the pod you know make the cut finish win a tournament next week so just throwing it out there for next week good yeah, GG baby yeah, good G-G. absolutely
0: maybe, maybe you should uh, pitch tiger that after MC, it couldn't hurt
1: right so we'll reach out our people will talk to his people
2: yeah Yeah, well i don't know we we have a busy busy schedule i don't know if we can just go willy-nilly throwing out invitations but you know we'd be willing to listen uh you know you'd think that we had uh david coker i'm 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 I'm, I'm pronouncing that right coacher yeah I'm, i'm sure so i mean out of nowhere to me, I mean, I, I have never heard of this guy's name, and I'm, I'm lost in the sauce when it comes to all of the, the the golfers out there. 28 under par, wins by six shots. I know you have to go low on the KFT to win, but there's going low, and then there's blowing away the field by six shots. I mean, give us a sense of, hey, like, did, did you ever heard of this guy? Did he come out of nowhere as it seemed like he did? And then... You know, what kind of pressure is that to know I got to, you know, pedal to the metal, nothing but birdies out here or I'm going to be left in the dust. So kind of two part question, which I always love to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hadn't necessarily heard of him. I, I mean, I once the week kind of progressed, I found out that he won another corn ferry in like 19 or 20. And then I played with JB the first two days and he was staying with him this week. So that was kind of the only thing I, I knew of him. But 28 under out. You know, at any course is good golf. I think he, I saw a stat that he made the most birdies in Corn Fairy Tour history, like 31 birdies for the week, which, wow. do, 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 the, do the math, that's almost eight around. I mean, he's birding half of his holes almost. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to your second question, it it is um, kind of tough just to know that you do have to go out and, and go that low. But the thing about it, I mean, that's actually happened twice since I've been out here because in Wichita, Norman Zhang, again, kind of out of nowhere, goes and blows everyone out and wins by whatever it was. It might have been three or four. Um, but basically, he just played untouchable golf. So it's kind of been like that, where there's one guy a week that kind of goes and does that. Um, and even even that, I mean, finishing top 10 every week is 18 under. So right. um, there's a lot of guys that are making a lot of birdies. And at times, that's kind of tough to, to wrap your head around. But the courses that we're playing are... I mean, they're birdie fest. The leaderboard is not, it's not like everyone's just playing insane golf. A lot of it is the fact that we're playing pretty easy golf courses. I mean, the last two weeks have been probably the two easiest tournament courses I've played. You know, they're super soft, really, really good bent greens. So, um, you know, you're not hitting anything more than a pitching wedge into any par fours and you're hitting seven irons in a par five. So you add all that together and, and um, you know, one guy gets hot in a weekend it can get close to 30 under. So it is, it is a little tough mentally, but you just kind of have to remind yourself that these guys aren't any better than, than I am. Um, and any given week I can go out and do the same thing. So that's kind of been the thing that's, that's kept me going and kept me in a spot that, you know, I'm not completely blown away by that just cause I kind of expect it at this point.
2: Sure. Well, you know, we talk pretty much week in and week out about the strength of field in PGA tour events. And it's, there's kind of a, uh, you know, obviously a, a numeric factor that kind of tells us the strength of field in these different events. Give us a sense of that on the corn ferry. I mean, are are there events where the quote-unquote strength of field is is stronger? Um, is it as simple as like any everybody's going to try to play in every event they can so the top guys, quote-unquote, on the corn ferry are always going to be playing? Again, since there's not kind of an objective way to look at that, what is your sense of that uh, when it comes week in, week out on the corn ferry tour?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of guys feel the need to play every week. Um, Obviously me only having the seven starts, I've kind of, I mean, I have a choice, but I I don't really have a choice, but to go out and play everything I can just to give myself one more opportunity to go have that 30 under week or whatever it is. Um, But for these guys that have played, you know, coming on, I think this is the 22nd event. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they've had a long season. There was a stretch of 12 straight and, I've talked to some guys that have played all of them and I played with Mac Meister last week and he said he took four of the weeks off. So I think it kind of depends on, on who the guy is. Um, but in regards to like the strength of field week to week, I've actually talked to a couple people about this the last couple of days, but you know, people say that college golf and professional golf are pretty similar at the top level. And, you know, I kind of believe that going into professional golf, but I've kind of found out that it's, that it's not entirely true. I mean, there is similarities. Um, you know, you're it's obviously still high level golf both ways, but the corn fairy tour, it's 156 player field and 120 of those guys on any given week can go out and win. And that's the reason that everyone goes out and plays 24 events because you know, one week truly can change your life in golf, completely change your life. It can take you from, you know, not having a corn fairy card for the next year to making finals and, and playing well in one event and then having your PGA tour card the next year. And from there, you don't know what happens. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, every, every week is tough. I mean, it doesn't matter who's in the field. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of the names that are playing week to week, but I know that there's a lot of really, really good players that are they're playing and they're going to be tough to beat.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned that, transition if you will from college golf to life on the corn Ferry tour still it's 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 new to you right so as you mentioned there's seven events I've only been on tour for a couple months now you know i want to get into life on the kft my friend so let's talk about you know some of the stuff away from the golf course away from the golf tournament and i want to get weird with it right out of the gate okay so weirdest story thus far whether it be on the golf course where you're staying at the hotel the restaurant get give us something out there from like the weird side of the tour bud <laughs>
0: Um, I wouldn't say I've had anything super super weird happen necessarily I mean Springfield Illinois was one of the worst towns if there's anyone listening from Springfield Illinois I apologize for this well the Chamber of of Commerce is a
1: (laughs) sponsor Logie so thanks for that but now we'll let that out
0: um no but Springfield Illinois is is probably one of the worst places I've been to I'm I'm not in Wednesday pro-amps just because I'm not high enough on the points list and they go straight off that so I end up trying to find something to do in the city I'm in on Wednesdays and you know Missouri wasn't great either but at least you have kind of Branson and top of the rock close but Springfield Illinois we ended up doing like a Frank Lloyd Wright has a house there um, that he designed there and they do tours and stuff so we went and did a tour of that and it was the biggest waste of like 45 (laughs) minutes I think I've ever had (laughs) and then we ended up in in Illinois too Um, me and actually Turner Hosh who plays at OU still caddy for me because I was kind of in a a bind a little bit, but so I was staying with him, and we went to this place called Shields. It's like a sporting goods store, but it's the biggest thing you've ever seen in your life. It's like a mall basically. And so we found ourselves going there three days in a row and we just walked around the sporting goods store and they had like arcade games and stuff. So we went and played the big buck hunter, um, in, in Shields in Springfield, Illinois. So if anyone's around there, that's something to do to kill two hours. (laughs)
1: So they see Logie back on the uh, the the scoreboard there, the leaderboard. They know it's you, right? So you said you. I'm sure you broke the all time record on that game.
0: <laughs> I uh, come to find out, I'm not very good at big buck Hunter. so I don't think you're going to find me on the all time leaderboard.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Hey, look, going back kind of back to the corn fairy. Um, you know, we talked about David Kocher who not a whole lot of people even knew who he was. Uh, the guy that won the Wichita open, I think he qualified on Monday and did everything like that. Who on the kind of the corn fairy tour that you probably know has impressed you the most, uh, kind of this season that you've been playing.
0: Um, you know, because I'm not ranked very high, I end up getting kind of pairings with guys that are in the 25 or whatever, but, um, I've played a couple practice rounds, and I played the first two rounds with him this week. The Sam Stevens, um, you know, he's kind of a APT legend. Um, I've played, I played with him Thursday, Friday, and then, like I said, the practice rounds. And his game honestly has been the most impressive of anyone. Like he was kind of playing. He said he was (laughs) on the Friday round. um, He said he was like had some back problems or something, and he was playing legit old man golf, like kind of just you know, chunking a three iron out there on every hole. And then you sign the scorecard afterwards and he shot five under. And I think that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of a testament to how good he actually is. We were, we were joking. Number eight uh, was our 17th hole and he was like at six under. So he was in a good spot for the cut, but it's kind of this tricky par five that narrows up at like 300. Um, and most guys hit driver, but there's some guys that hit three iron and just played as a three shot hole. And before he he's hitting three iron, and before he hits, he said, "I'm probably just going to toe chunk this about 180 yards." And sure enough, he did it. And me and JB are me and me and JB are walking up the fairway, and we're we're both like, "He's going to lay up, and he's going to make birdie." And sure enough, lays up to about 150, hits it to about 10 feet, and makes it. So he, that was kind of impressive to see him just kind of weaseling his way around the course and still managing to shoot five under. Um, but yeah, he, he's you know. Everyone is is good, so it's it's hard to single one guy out as far as super impressive goes, but but he's been the most impressive I've played with.
2: Love shouting out another Oklahoma guy, yep. Sam Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we follow his career. Well, I uh, I know that you're a big golf architecture guy. We sh- we share that uh, passion. I assume... I shouldn't make the assumption because that's, that's bad in life, but I'm going to assume not a lot of architecturally interesting golf courses out on the KFT, so... <laughs> Give, give me kind of a general impression of the courses that you've been playing and then on the off chance that one has stood out uh, with good architectural bones, maybe maybe, maybe call one out.
0: Um, yeah, not, not great architecturally on the, on the corn Ferry tour. Um, you know most of them are kind of pretty simple. They kind of put a bunker left or right side of the fairway that's at 300 yards, so it makes it a little bit tricky. Um, we've played courses with quite a bit of water which is, you know, I, I, honestly, in college, I felt like we never really played that many courses that had a ton of, ton of bodies of water. So hmm. that, I mean, they make, they make you think a, a little bit off the tee, but the the corridor to hit it into is so wide. Like there's not, we haven't really played that many courses with, with a ton of out of bounds. And if it is, it's, you know, 80 yards away from the fairway so that it hasn't really made you think, which I'm not a fan of. I mean, I'd rather play a golf course that makes you think, but um, the course we played in Colorado TPC Colorado was actually pretty interesting they had big pop they had uh, sod face bunkers so there was there were some bunkers that you did not want to be in the uh, the famous like 770 yard par five or whatever it is um, the the craziest thing about that hole is you 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 know everyone's just wailing on driver because it's 180 yards wide and you end up laying up into the same area. And there's about three bunkers that are probably 25, 30 feet deep right in the layup zone. And if you hit it in those bunkers, you're chipping out backwards or sideways unless you're (laughs) in the very very back of them. So, you know, that actually made you think some, um, especially since it's at elevation and, you know, how far you hit it determine I mean how high you hit it determines how far you're going to hit it and, and all sorts of stuff firm green so that that one was pretty interesting and they had a beeritz par par three number two okay so that was the first uh template hole I've played on the corn very tour even though it's kind of a it wasn't you know it wasn't a great beeritz, but it was at least <laughs> something
1: a beer it's nonetheless right? <laughs> something to get yeah. excited
2: about yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh well, let's we're we're entering into the stretch run right here on the Corn Ferry Tour, right? So most of our listeners be accustomed to the FedEx Cup playoffs, right? So a a similar yet different type of playoff event and type of structure here towards the end of the uh, corn ferry tour season so so till I'm gonna, i i want to throw it to you do we want to talk a little bit about the structure here kind of throw that out there or, or maybe we asked logan about it right so he, he may be more familiar with it but a little bit of a, a a cut line if you will into the top 25 and then the top 75 guys on from there
2: yeah i mean i don't know let me let me just kind of list off some uh some bubble boys here um bubble boys meaning those outside of the top 25 those uh, and it, i will say logan even though we feel like we're we're Pretty astute at the KFT. Don't hesitate to be like, no, that's wrong, because uh, we could <laughs> definitely have a couple of landmines here. But uh, okay. to, the top twenty-five uh, that uh, going into Corn Ferry Finals lock up a PGA Tour card, okay. and those who are twenty-sixth to uh, is it seventy-fifth, seventy-five, yeah. um, then go into Corn Ferry Finals. The top twenty-five of those coming out of the finals have either a full tour card or, or some sort of status. Right, So, 26 through 30, let's just start right there. Kevin Roy, Trevor Cohn, TJ Vogel, Carson Young, and the aforementioned David Coker, who, by the way, went from 114 up to 30 with that win. Winning an event helps. Pretty impressive. Who who just right there, I'd call those the bubble boys. We'll we'll even go down to a couple of, um, down to a a Big 12 guy. we got Michael Kim and then Pearson Cootie in in the 32nd spot. Who do you see kind of in that bubble boy status that uh, you see kind of moving up and into the top 25 here, the last couple of events.
0: I mean, I think you got to go with the hot hand, Uh, David Coker won last week, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him have another nice week. I think one of the things you see on corn Ferry is that kind of a four or five week stretch makes a guy's season pretty much. I mean, you've seen it quite a bit this year where one guy will go out and be in contention, you know, two or three straight weeks and, you know, three top three finishes almost locks up your card at that point. So um, I'll, I'd have to go with him uh, just, just because of that, of uh, that fact.
2: Yeah. I think that, you know, you're right, Keith, if you, if you do win that rockets you up there, it's kind of interesting. You know, the guy there at thirty three thirty four Akshay Batia wins an event early in the season. It's Bahamas, right. Seems to yeah. be like locked up in that top 25 and then has since really played very poorly. Um and so yeah while while a win does help uh consistency to some to some degree is rewarded no doubt about it
0: yeah I mean those those guys you just named from or 26 to to 32 I think all but maybe just michael Kim have won this year which is kind of a which is kind of an interesting an interesting we i was talking about this with quade last week and we were just talking about how a lot of the guys that are in the 25 haven't even won this year they just have five top tens or six top tens, whatever it
3: is. Yep. Just grinding out there. Yep. Yep. Logan. Hey, uh, let's not, I don't want to get way, way deep with you here, but let's talk about kind of your future goal. Like what, what's Logan's goal, uh, leading into, I guess, the end of the season and where do you need to finish to lock up your, uh, corn Ferry tour card for 2023?
0: Yeah. I mean, my goal right now is to make Omaha because the PGA Tour U doesn't get you into that one because it's the last event of the year. So you're straight off of, I don't know the exact qualification, but I think it just goes straight off points. So if 156 player field, I think I'm at 166 right now or 164, something like that. Um, so a good week in Utah, a made cut and then a good weekend, or obviously I'd love to be in contention. Um, should get me into that. And then just buy myself one more event to basically have a chance to go out and win or finish second because at this point that's what i'm going to need to do to finish uh top 75 i think the threshold's probably going to be somewhere around 300 or so points um and a second place is is 300 wins 500 so third i think is 190 so it wouldn't wouldn't quite get me there um so that's that's kind of my preliminary goal is to make that last event just so i have one more chance to to go out and win
2: in the top 75 is that what gets you uh your corn fairy card locked out for 2023.
0: Yeah. So top 75 gets you full status on corn fairy for the next year. And then 76 to a hundred for me, doesn't matter as much because I'm already in the final stage of Q school. But, uh, those guys get in the final stage of Q school as well, which guarantees you your card doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get any starts, but at least you have your card, which comes with more benefits as far as, PGA Tour Monday qualifiers, um, you know, you have a number and you could shuffle back in if you do Monday qualify instead of being a Monday qualifier and and having a good week but not being able to be shuffled back in.
2: Nice. Nice.
1: Well, you, you mentioned, you know, talking to Q earlier in the week and obviously we had Quaid on, what, a month ago? So something like yeah. that. And uh, Garrett Reband, JB, Jonathan Brightwell, obviously, and then obviously, you know, Chris Goddard, right, over uh, on the PGA side as, as well. You know, I want to talk to you, you know, how much – you know I guess how much communication or how much do you stay in touch with those guys obviously with reband Q and jB you guys probably see each other a lot being uh, out there on the KFT together and stuff but uh, how uh, how much do you stay in touch with those guys and you got rent, rent houses together stay, you know kind of kind of get it all set up together when you're out there on tour
0: yeah I mean I would say that i've I've talked to all of them a pretty good amount but I've talked to Quaid the most and we've stayed together by three out of the six weeks that i've been out here so I've, I've played a practice round or two with him every single week um i've played a couple practice rounds with jb and then i actually played with Reban the first week in south carolina the first two days so i've seen all of them a good amount and then um i played with martin flores this past saturday i've talked to him quite a bit too i talked to him in illinois for a while on the range just because it was a place that he's won at before so i was kind of trying to get any sort of nugget about the the course that i could so having that network of OU oh, you guys out there has been pretty beneficial to me just especially as i'm kind of using this summer to learn and soak up as much as i can about how i can get better how i can adjust to to all the different things that come along with with professional golf but corn ferry tour golf specifically
1: well, you know, throwing it back to Coach Hibble and OU Golf is in the news today, right? They made it official that uh, KU transfer Luke Kluver uh, coming to OU as well, kind of continuing that trend uh, Coach Hibble has kind of set the uh, the tone for the last few years, bringing in a stud transfer over the last couple of years. Any any thoughts on Kluver coming in the Jayhawk? Former Jayhawk, yeah, I should say. He's a Sooner now. He's
0: right? uh, just another year of, of Coach scooping up the best transfer that's in the portal. I mean, uh, Kluver's been – you know, I don't think he's necessarily had the best um, resume compared to to compared to you know some of the guys that we've had the last few years but he's another example of a guy like Chris where his ceiling is is non-existent basically um, and for him to have coach Hibble to kind of bounce ideas off and bill uh, I think he's gonna be I wouldn't be surprised to see him take that exact same path as jB and Chris have and be a first second team all-american, you know, obviously Chris won Haskins. Um, but I know he'll have a great season and just another example of of uh not rebuilding but reloading.
3: Yeah. Hey, uh Logan before we jump into some maybe British Open stuff, uh I know you've been playing so you get kind of busy, but do you get a chance to check out what kind of what Godarup's been doing? I guess what, the last 3 weeks he's had some pretty respectable finishes. Yeah. Um kind of Take us through Have you talked to him? Like, hey, great finish. Anything like that? Kind of see, here anything that he's done to? Uh, I don't know. Not necessarily to make his game better, but he's done pretty dang well these last three weeks in a row. Uh, finishing for him.
0: Yeah, I've talked to I've talked to him pretty much every week, or not pretty much. I have talked to him every week, just texting back and forth about about what's going on we haven't really gotten into too much of a deep dive of what what he's kind of done to be successful i think he just kind of does is he, he does it a little bit differently than i do as far as you know his prep isn't going to look like mine and stuff so we don't talk about that side of it too right. much but we definitely shoot texts back and forth of you know how's the course this week you know what blah blah blah, whatever it is and then i'll text him after a good round or whatever um we texted for a while on friday after he made the cut because he had, a, he had a great finish, too, to make the cut. I yeah, think he was two over through – yeah, two over or six over. Six over through 20 holes, and then he played his last 16 of that round, six under. So, we'll, we'll shoot text back and forth, just nice finish, whatever it may be. So, he's obviously had a had a great summer. So, I've been sending quite a few of those nice round texts. To <laughs> him. I get it.
1: That's a Teal and Scott
2: to me this summer. Yeah. Uh, Logan,
0: I can relate, yeah. man. So, I've been getting a lot of those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, keys definitely our Chris Goder. No doubt about it. Um, well, let's talk a little British Open. I, I know it's a couple weekends ago, but still fresh on most people's minds. I know that you were playing in Springfield, um, Illinois uh, two weekends ago. But curious, just it was such a you know epically hyped event. Uh, obviously had a had a finish that uh, delivered as well. Just kind of curious on. Your general thoughts on the 150th Open, and then uh, I guess more specifically, since we have to be on one side or another in this country, like, were you were you riding hard for Rory? What uh, was the? Uh, were you happy to see Cam win? Just uh, take us take us across the pond one more time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a diehard golf fan, so I wanted Rory to win that just because you know it's the story. I hasn't won a major in eight years. Um, unfortunately we ended up getting a rain delay and, and we well, fortunately, but unfortunately we were able to watch the first like 10 holes during the delay. Okay. Um, and then when we went back out, it was right when it started getting interesting and cam started making his run. And so I didn't even know really what was going on. Cause I started playing and I was kind of focused. We got to like our fourth hole and I was like, you know what, I'm going to grab my phone and start watching it. So I started watching it down like two of <laughs> the fairways and, and we watched, we watched, uh, We watched Cam Smith get up and down on 17, which was insane, by the way. Absolutely insane. And then make birdie on 18. And at that point, I kind of flipped it off because I was like, there's no way. With how that day was going, there was no way that Rory was going to make eagle on 18. So, um, you know, I wasn't able to watch necessarily as much as I would want to. But I think the leaderboard and the course is what it is. I mean, they shot 20 under or whatever it was. Um, But just, just seeing Rory up, in there at a major with, with a legit chance, um, was pretty cool. I wish he would have, would have closed it out. Not that I'm, you know, an anti-Cam Smith guy. Sure. But, uh, it would have been pretty cool to see Rory win the 150th open at San Andrews. It kind of would have been a pretty, pretty cool story. So I wish that would have ended a little bit differently, but that's golf.
2: Yep. That's golf. Just missed out on the storybook. It's very rare for the golf to deliver the storybook ending. So, uh, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was a fun watch nonetheless. I, I, I wasn't sure of how much. That's hilarious that you were watching it <laughs> walking down
3: yes, the. That's fantastic. we have a pro event. That so, definitely uh, is a uh, a golf fan, golf sicko, right there. I'm, right.
0: I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I've done that a few different times where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna watch the golf <laughs>
3: I love that, dude. That's, that's awesome. Fantastic. Hey, and and staying on the uh, British Open uh, before we move on i um, kind of looking at the big board here. It says, you know, JT adjusting the Rory take. Logan, I don't know if you listened. Uh, JT and I kind of got into it a little bit. I said that Rory was a little safe, played it a little safe, which I think I'm wrong on. Um, I think he definitely had many birdie putts that just didn't go in. Um, and so, you know, I, my stance was, Hey, there's gotta be a lot of birdies being made on Sunday. If you want to win a major and, Rory didn't do that. He made a lot of pars. I think he had two birdies, but I just want to turn it back over to JT. I didn't know what, maybe you had any final thoughts on that little, little talk.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think you that went maybe back to uh, watch the film. Yeah. I guess I would just maybe walk back my, my stance a little bit in that, um, you've got to, he did need to make something happen. Right. And, and the thing is, like the put you know, is it how do you, is it just getting a tiny bit more aggressive and hitting it closer? Is it you can't really get more aggressive on putts. I mean, yeah. he was he was lipping out putts. It's not like he was blowing it four feet right. past and constantly having to make these stressful pars. I mean, it right. was just comfy par, comfy yeah. par, comfy par. Um, so I guess I after thinking about it more after watching, you know, a few more not a few more rounds, but just watch a few more highlights, it's like he he did need to he did need to do something. Um, and in retrospect, it's kind of like, maybe I wish he would have gone down in flames trying to do it versus, um, you know, sticking to the game plan. But at the same time, I I do vacillate back and forth because he makes, he makes one more putt anywhere. The whole day. It's a playoff. He's great. Like, and, and even if, Even if that doesn't add up to his final score, I think that would have changed the dynamic.
1: Yeah, he would
3: have birdied 18 at that point. I I think that's a great point. Um, You know, I think one thing that you say that is 100% correct, JT, is there's 20 golfers in the world that are top 10 golfers. Right. And so you can't really, in my opinion, have a game plan of Sunday of just saying, okay, I'm up four strokes. All I got to go do is go do this, Right. Like, I think nowadays you have to just say, somebody's going to go low. I need to go out and just play really well. And, you know, it kind of goes back to maybe I, maybe Mito did pull out the right club at the PGA championship of, I got to go gotta for go it. Get it. I got to go get it, you know, type of thing. So um, I definitely think you are 100% right on just the fact that, hey, there's 20 guys out there that are the top 10 golfers in the world, and you can't just sit back and not saying Rory sat back, but it's just, you got to go get it, I think. I mean, that's that's the thing. He just didn't go
0: and get it, right? And Cam did. Any,
2: any thoughts? You're, you're more qualified than both of us to speak on this <laughs> matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with what he's saying. Um, but the way professional golf is now, you know, I, I've i seen that all over Twitter and stuff like, oh, Rory, hit, you know, he hit whatever, 18 greens. Did he hit 18 greens the last yeah, time? Yeah, eight, 2 putted every greens. one of them, yep. Yeah. At some point, I think he had to have taken a little bit of a risk saying that, you know, I'm not going to be able to go win this golf tournament if I only shoot two under par. And I think that's probably where he went wrong, is that he was thinking that, you know, I'm I'm in control here. If I go, sh- you know, have a clean round. And I- if I go hit all 18 greens, I'm going to win this tournament. When in reality, that's just the way that course was playing. You know, you were not guaranteed to win to do that. And obviously it showed that because he lost by two hitting 18 greens. I mean, you got to go out and – be aggressive and lines that other guys aren't willing to sometimes, because if you're not doing it, someone else is. So I I agree with what he's saying to an extent. I mean, there is, you know, there is still a strategy um, to winning, but with, with the guys that were behind him chasing, it wasn't like there was a bunch of randos that were back there chasing their big time 25 players in the world that are chasing him. So for him to go beat those guys, he's got to go play, number one type golf. And I don't think he quite did that on Sunday.
2: Yeah. That's the, I mean, the crazy thing is I just don't know how he can like force the issue, so to speak on, on putts. Right. I mean, because early on, I mean, he hits, he hits one six feet, I think on three, very makeable putt, just misses it. And again, just, I'm, I'm as big of accountability guy with Rory as anybody over the last couple of years and say, Hey, you got to prove it to me. He doesn't make putts when they matter. And it's just like, you gotta. You, I saw a you tweet. Gotta, you gotta. You gotta do that, and it's yeah. like I don't know how you just do it. Like how do you just do it um, when it's all about putting.
3: But Cam Smith seems to yeah. seems to figure it out. I saw I saw a tweet about Rory that he had more putts than shots on the course.
2: Yeah, I guess that would make sense because he's thirty six putts, so uh, thirty four full swings, yeah, thirty four full, full swings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's crazy. That is nuts. I'll, now, ne- I'll never do that. <laughs> I, I will say that
1: yes. Would have been cool to see Rory complete the storybook fairy, fairy tale ending, as you called it, J But Cam Smith's Instagram and Twitter post post win has been pretty epic. He's he's drinking out of the <laughs> oh, claret yeah. jug at every yeah. every drop of the hat. Right. So I guess the question will be, Logie, you you win your first tournament out there on tour, regardless of what the trophy is and what event is it. Like, what what are we drinking out of the trophy?
0: I don't know. That that probably be a uh, it's a sponsor sponsorship me. opportunity, yeah. right? That's with you yeah i (laughs) guess so if uh you know if if i have some sort of sponsorship i'm probably drinking that but uh i think that's probably up to whatever's closest to me at that point in time
1: the good folks at keystone light are listening right now i guarantee (laughs)
2: it
0: (laughs) get get some
1: keystone in that baby so all right well well, let's take it back across the pond although not to the uk let's take it over to france till yeah uh the evian right so the Official, unofficial fifth major. Eh, we'll get into that here in just a moment. Brooke, uh, pod favorite, Brooke Hendo. Brooke Henderson wins her second. Is she a pod favorite? I think so. We've talked about her a lot. A lot of the OU and OSU women that we've had on the podcast over the last couple of years, they absolutely love Brooke. Okay. so so I think a pod favorite from a local college golf. I team just I sure. had a I had a
2: listener who will remain nameless say that we say everybody's a pod favorite or like friend of the pod. Yeah. We're we, just you try, know,
3: we're just trying to get to him.
2: Trying to please everybody. I guess. <laughs> say, we love everybody. We hate right this person.
3: <laughs> 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 we hope they never come on the pod. Brooke, Brooke's great. Yeah, yeah but, uh, Brooke, Brooke Henderson wins uh,
1: over uh, in France at the. Evian. So, but, but I think the question more is, you know, can you have five majors, right? So we're used to being four, four being the number, right? Four on the men's side, four in tennis, right? A lot of the other sports that we're accustomed to, it seems like four is the number, you know, how did the Evian perhaps get this moniker of the fifth major on the LPGA side? And does it, does it merit it? I'll, I'll throw it out there to the crowd. Anybody wants to uh, jump in on this one. So it's a big event, good field, a lot of money, right? On the LPGA side, but uh, does it, does it merit major status?
2: Well, I guess, certainly not wanting to take any way from Brooke Henderson or any of the other... Uh, a win's a win. they had, had a high finish. Oh, she can only play the majors if they say are majors, right? So, uh, so kudos to her. Uh, I raised an eyebrow at this certainly a few years ago whenever they decided to have five majors on the LPGA. Frankly, can't remember what the justification was. I think that, to me, it says it all when people purposefully skip... The event, for whatever reason, that probably tells me all I need to know if it's a major or not. Um, but, again, like, they're used to – we talk about how there's always four majors. That hasn't always been the case. The four majors, it's the four majors on the men's side haven't always been the four majors. So I, it's not, to me, a the big question. Qu- it's not a big changed. question yeah, about should old. there be three, should there be four, should there be five. Um, it's more about if it was that important to me that like, people wouldn't skip it. And Maybe you have to ramp up to that. I don't know. Um, well, she won a million dollars, so that's that's a pretty good start. That's major. Yeah, that's major. It's two major commas, money.
1: two commas, that counts, right? I, 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 you guys know, I was at the lake this weekend, right? So I was up at Grand. I didn't get to watch any of the golf until Sunday afternoon. Once I got back, so I'm not going to profess. I to take nothing away. Oh, it was it was, it was a, a fun it was
2: a fun finish. You know, Nelly at one point had the lead. Uh, it's always exciting to see her up there. She kind of faded at one point. Brooke, you know, I think she was four strokes up at one point. All of a sudden, she was four strokes. It was a wild uh, finish. Uh, so it was it was a fun watch, but again, I don't know if that, that that doesn't mean there's a lot of fun watches out there that aren't majors. So
3: it's pretty so, fun watching that girl just go over and pick up her ball and like go hand it to the usher or whatever it was. Yeah,
2: the the, the fans over in France maybe not as maybe not as educated. <laughs> the guys like
3: put it back. Yeah. <laughs> put it did, back did,
1: did you see that? Did you see that on Instagram or on on Twitter, Logan?
0: uh i actually did not see that oh yeah
1: <laughs> so someone yanks it either it's left Nelly, or right it's over it? it's, it's over in the trees in a fan a patron whatever you want to call it across the pond i'm not sure what they call them in france goes over picks up the ball like and it's it like oh was like, look look what i found look what i found they're was like, like no, no no no, put it down put it down
3: it was like it was a foul ball it's like i caught a foul ball i went and picked it up i'm just gonna walk kind of walk away with it and there was a like a marshall guy I was like no put that down like no leave it leave it <laughs> It was pretty fun.
0: That, that would be pretty funny if that became the norm in, in watching golf. People just pick up balls yeah. that went over into the ropes. Or I else. mean, yeah, if
3: you want to make it entertaining
2: and make folks, you know, kind of get into some driving accuracy, is if you hit one offline – it's fair game. It's fair if, game. if somebody picks oh, it up, sorry. Hey, don't, oh, you have don't to it. you're dropping. Don't tell the live
1: guys this; they're going to turn this thing into XFL yeah, or something true. like that. That's We're going to be true. scrambling yeah, on a, the T box that would be for an an honor. honor. Yeah, live so.
2: rule changes, like if you find a ball, keep a ball. <laughs> it's these guys' problem. They're getting paid handsomely; they'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, but I think to wrap up the Evian coverage, which again I know we didn't want to spend a lot of time on. Um, you know, coffee golf is a big fan of that. It was an exciting finish. So, if nothing else, uh, it was a fun watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's bring it back stateside. Uh, the three M right taking place up in Minnesota. Big Tone, Tony Finau, where he be now? Uh, he was he was at the winter circle when it was all said and done See, yesterday afternoon. Tony played great on the back nine. Give him credit, right? So goes out, shoots a sixty seven on Sunday. A kind of a ho hum front nine, and then really kind of turned it on as he made the turn after that. But you know, I think perhaps maybe the bigger story was Scott Piercy and the absolute just. He showed melt 76 hard, hard to watch the last 6 holes cuz he was 2 under through 12 holes right he was he was on cruise control there for a little bit looked like it was going to be a relatively easy win And i think again just goes to that point just to show it's hard to win out here on tour and uh, just a just a collapse train wreck no other way to put it right
2: Uh, it was, uh, Logie don't know what your take is on, uh, on a back nine forty one from Mr. Piercy. And I, you know, he was, I I looked a little closer to scorecard because I, I, I went out and play golf. I did not, uh, as you knew, I wouldn't watch much of the three M, but did take a look at his scorecard. And, you know, we talk about how he finished well back, you know, 13 under tied, tied for fourth as, as late as the 12th hole on Sunday, he was at 18 under. So yeah, he shot a back nine forty-one, but he also was like, what six over on over the la- over those last like four holes. Yeah, um, t- tough, 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 to. watch. I didn't watch it, but it had to be tough to watch. Um, what, what, how does something go that wrong that fast for a guy who was at eighteen under through twelve holes, Lugie?
0: I mean, it's just got to be, uh, it's got to be pressure. Like, you know, a guy that hasn't won in a while sitting there understanding that he should win this golf tournament especially if you get tee shots with wind and water which the hole that he made triple or whatever it was on there was wind and there was water um and when when you got pressure running through your veins at that point uh it's a little tricky to hit that ball into the fairway so it's i mean it's got to be pressure that's the only thing that could could um could make that make sense when you're 18 under through 65 holes of a golf tournament
1: yeah, he's going to be cussing the course management guy that put that scoreboard on the tee box at 14, right? It's like, <laughs> who the hell put that there, right? So I don't want to see that. So I just want to keep him, yeah. keep you know, stay in, stay in zone, stay focused and uh, not pay any attention to that. But, uh, yeah, it, it was eventful down the stretch. And, uh, again, kudos to Finau, right? So a guy that we've we've talked about a lot on this podcast for the last couple of years to say, Feels like he should be winning more, right? So it in, does. Uh, his, and it's his not his third victory. You know, it's PGA not lost. Torben.
2: It's not lost on me that a female win is in one of the worst fields of the year, um, and only gets it done because of a one of the most epic collapses um, out, on, out on the tour with that back nine forty one for Piercy. But nonetheless, did what he had to do. Was happy to see Sungjae back up in that mm-hmm. uh, kind of contention. Um, it really wasn't a contention if, if Piercey would like, Yeah,
1: backdoor T2 if there is um, one, I guess, right? So
2: happy to see that. Otherwise, not, not a lot to write home about the, uh, the, the sticky note open. Um, we're, sticky we're on we're, we're to the rocket mortgage.
1: <laughs> well, uh, local note, right? streber one of your favorites, yeah. uh, scoots, uh, the K Stater, the Wildcat, T11 there. He finished at eight under. I mean, of course, that seemed like it was playing somewhat tough, right? So, Logie mentioned all the water and all the wind. I think they had a little bit more wind than perhaps what they're used to or accustomed to this time of year, uh, up in the Twin Cities. But, uh, uh, Chris Goddard, we mentioned, talked about him earlier, right? So, yeah. another cut made. So, a respectable finish for him as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Obviously, a depleted field as we like to call it on the podcast but to uh, shout out to big tone in his burgeoning family we were making the jokes afterwards and stuff and it's like yeah man that guy got a lot of mouths. yeah feed. him him and mama they, they stay busy man that guy's got a lot of kids for sure so kind of kind of wild there to <laughs> see the whole family busy. out there so man he's got a whole brood uh hopefully a couple of them will be golfers when it's all said and done but a uh, big big family for big tone for
2: sure but uh
1: fairway files want to bring it back locally boys get some Let's local
2: stuff going. Um been busy. Been uh, been a busy, busy week. Definitely want to shout out uh, the Supercell. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch, kind of our local Oklahoma NLU squad. Um, the regional was this weekend. So squaring off against the North Texas guys from Big Plex, the uh, South Texas guys, the Strows, and uh, in kind of a virtual quota game. And, and lo and behold, Supercell came out on top, baby. So they're heading to the... Um, the kind of the national club championship up in nice. Kansas City kudos uh, in September. Those guys. So, yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, Magic loogie was on that squad, the Pope of Fairways, Hazel is a
3: Good golfer.
2: Um, and who was their fourth? I mean, they're going to kill Jay me. Smooth. I, Jay Smooth was their fourth. So, uh, shout out to those guys just getting it done. I, I was looking at the, the quotas they had to hit, they were by far had the highest quotas, so you know, the lowest handicapped golfers, right. and they went out and got it done up at Hillcrest. So, nice. kudos to those guys. Definitely want to shout them out. Uh, we'll be following their progress and, and see how they come out of things in, uh, I think it's uh, September 24th that weekend.
1: Nice. Well, another quota win for the YSO podcast, or YSO tangential, if we want to call
3: it that, bringing in the supercell. Scoots, toot that horn, buddy. Yeah. Uh, played in the uh, MGA event at the Greens, individual quota. Uh, Logan, my quota was 21. I had to get 21. And uh, got plus eight. Went plus eight on it plus eight to quota and so i feel pretty good one flight three flight three. Oh man Can't. this is exciting really good stuff hall of famer really good stuff but <laughs> i will say this it was pretty cool like so we use the golf genius app and so you kind of can follow where you're at and i was in the lead with the last like three holes four holes ago i kind of knew what i had to do right so it was kind of very scott pierce you didn't I, I birdied my last hole so that got me what an extra eight points right there four Kudos points extra four points so really slammed the door on 12 with the with the birdie
1: a lot of guys at the greens are going to be asking about flight three going to be asking so. some
2: questions going on a 21 yeah. quota I, just,
3: I always get called a sandbagger but you know tend to tend to never win i would get one win you know it happens so
2: you know we're just trying to defend your honor here man uh Tough, right. tough scene, tough yeah, scene. I, mean,
1: I got to bat away people on Twitter and on you know Instagram and stuff, just you know calling, calling, calling you out, bud. So. It's all right. Well, you know, I, I can I, take another
3: t- arrow in the back. Big,
2: big week uh, for Oklahoma golf at the OGA. Speaking of golf associations, um, the annual Oklahoma Amateur Match Play event, uh, Oklahoma City Country Club this year. Yeah, friend of the pod. Yeah, Chevy Legear. Matched up uh, I believe he was what the sixty two seed Sixth, or something like that. Something
3: like that, yeah. Uh yeah. Jordan I think Jordan was uh
2: Jordan Wilson. He went up against Jordan Wilson. Yeah, yeah kind of seed. kind of a tough draw there. Tough
3: draw. <laughs> yeah, bustle. Uh, held <laughs> his own and uh but I think it was over at like hole fourteen.
2: No, well, you know. You're going so, up against
3: the current Oklahoma
2: State golfer. Got right? to
3: got to caddy a little bit. Um tough tough day for him a little bit. I'm I'm gonna throw him under the bus. I don't care. Uh Chevy lives in Chandler. And he pulled into the parking lot of Oklahoma City Country Club with no clubs. Oh, to play with! Luckily, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this,
2: but Logie's eyes on the zoom just got like four inches wide.
3: Yeah, he, uh, he sent a text message to the to the Greenies. He's like, "Real talk here, guys. I don't have my clubs," and uh, we were we gave him gave him some good uh rubbings on that one so but his wife his wife did get him there in time to play but he was pretty flustered and i really thought it was going to be over in like 10 holes like this i mean this ain't good so well,
1: but but we we keep hearing those stories right so guys taking clubs across the pond they're getting lost they're getting you know the putters are getting bent he just left his in his garage yeah well you know relatable i guess it's all (laughs)
3: relatable but the 64 seed i don't i don't have names in front of me uh, but the 64 seed did beat the one seed in the match play event at Oklahoma City this nice. morning. So wow. the one seed is gone. One
2: Love seed it. Cinderella story kind Cinderella of Cinderella story Cinderella story. Uh, well, we Logie, we don't leave you out of the fairway file segment. What What's the best money game you've had going lately out on uh, out on <laughs> tour? <tier? laughs>
0: we kind of do the same thing every week. It's twenty dollar birdies. So once once you miss a birdie, it's just kind of pick up. I haven't played a I haven't played a legit. Game in a in a while. I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to maybe playing a couple this week. Even though it's 150 degrees
3: outside,
1: <laughs> yeah, say get back to Oklahoma City. You got a bunch of donkeys here on this podcast. Yeah, that get, might donate
3: to
2: you. A yeah, little bit, get so. a, <laughs> Get in a cart. There's a nice cool breeze. You'll be fine, big guy.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good good stuff, guys. So obviously we do, we got Rocket Mortgage coming up this week again. Another perhaps what we would call a depleted field. Uh we got the odds up here on the big screen. I know Logie can't see it here, but Patrick can't lay the favorite at 10 to 1. Tony Finau, the aforementioned, right? So he's second favorite at plus thirteen hundred, thirteen to one. Willie Z, Cam Young, Max Homa, Webb Simpson, Cam Day. De- a decent field, probably a stronger field. At the top, at least, than the previous week at the 3M. But I'll throw it out there for a, a winner. I won't we won't go through the whole rigmarole as to a dark horse and a top tenor and all the other stuff. But any any vibes, any feelings towards a winner this week, guys?
2: You know, I will I will say as much as I've been crapping on the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage, somewhat interesting golf course this week, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit yeah, Golf yeah. Club. Believe it's a Donnie Ross. So there's a little bit of uh, intrigue there. As for a winner, um, you know, I I think you got to look. At Willie Z. I mean, it's, he's been knocking on the door. Still looking for his first. It's amazing to think he's still looking for his first PGA Tour win. But uh, I'll go a little slightly down the board to uh, to Willie Z at plus 1,500. Plus
3: 1,500. What about you, Scott? I'll take his college teammate, Cam Young.
1: Ooh, the Wake Forest connection, huh? I just
3: right. think, you know, coming off the open, making the eagle putt on 18. Yep. You always say talent travels. Talent right. travels. Let's see what he can do in Detroit.
1: Yeah. Any 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 feelers out there from from your point of view, Logan? Anybody you like
2: uh, in Detroit this week? Who, who are you looking to look at on um, future coverage while you're walking down the fairway this week? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't, I don't. I haven't even looked at the list of guys planned, But I, I've said this to like multiple people. I if I was betting golf for right now, I think I'd bet Chris every week because he's going to keep having. I mean, yeah. I saw he was actually like. Plus five thousand last week, which is not like yeah, plus six
1: thousand this week, sixty God. to one. So that's yeah, not wild. Yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> yep. What? Still, I'd keep betting it. That's my pick.
1: Yeah, pretty good pot odds Love there. It. So yeah, I'm gonna go chalky this week. So in honor of our
2: favorite sports bar, chalk. chalk so,
1: yeah, I can't lay. Cantlay's the best player in the field for sure. So just whether he's interested or not.
2: I will say, look out for Cameron Tringale. Like talk about somebody who's I thought so you long, say long, 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 long overdue. We've talked about it on the pod before highest career money earnings in PGA Tour history without getting a win. And he's Dude. been playing some good golf. He has. So look, I'll give you a little more value, a little bit for down on the board, plus 4,200. I uh, Look for him to have a good week.
1: Like it, like it. Well, Logan, again, can't thank you enough for joining us on the pod. Spending an hour with us here this evening, bud. So obviously we're following your career out there on the KFT. We'll follow your career when you get out there on the PGA Tour as well, bud. Enjoyed following your career the last two years uh, at OU here on the podcast for sure. But plugs, man, anything out there, you know, sponsors, uh, Twitter, Instagram, anything that we can plug here on the pod for you, bud?
0: Uh, I don't really have anything to plug, to be honest with you. Well, we're going to fix Instagram, that, man. It's pretty easy. Logan McAllister Instagram. Logan McAllister Twitter. So Yeah, I'm going to go number one. You are still out.
1: Right there. Yeah. So we're, we're going to start plugging that right time. now. We, yeah. we, we wore that thing out, Logan. So. That's <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. When you played that at the beginning, I didn't even realize that it was my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I'm sure Logan's attorney will be reaching out to us yeah, about yeah. playing that without his <laughs> permission.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not big time enough. To have this thing, so <laughs> you guys don't have to worry about uh, any sort of copyright issues. Yeah. Well, so we've
1: yeah, that's recorded right now. Yep. We get that on the well, pod too. I'll play we'll that <laughs> We'll be <laughs>
2: Exhibit A when we go to court. We've so, set up for a long time. We'll know we're big time the first time we get sued. So it's not a, no, no big deal. Uh, well, we will be giving a little bit of of a look to the to the Rocket Mortgage. A little bit of a free weekend. Should be able to watch a little golf. So at YSO Golf on Twitter at YSO Golf on Instagram. We will, uh, as always, be feeding content out to the masses. Has had some fun on Twitter the last couple weeks. Some good interaction. Uh, the Wichita State pod that we put out a week ago was uh, to rave reviews. A lot of new followers. So, thank you to everybody from up I-35 in Wichita for supporting yeah, the
3: pod. Definitely. Uh, at G 21 on Twitter. Uh we got a little DFS at Dirty Birdies DFS. You join the DraftKings. Hey, someone finished in the top 10. Build, again this uh, week. build another That's roster, five bucks. You win like 200 It's like 170 bucks. It goes to the winner. I, so. I lost count how much money I um, won off you
1: guys over the last month.
3: So. But I do have one last question for JT. You were zero out of 10 on the interest of the 3M. Where's the level for the rocket mortgage? You know, about a three. Are we at a three?
2: One and a half, one oh and my half. God. One and a half for the rocket mortgage. Hey, I'll, I'll, peek, I'll take a right peek direction. at the Wyndham, you know, since it's, uh, it's coming down a nut cutting time on the top one twenty five. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 rocket might, might catch a little, might catch a little feature group coverage see how the old Donnie Ross is holding up against the big boys. But uh, any,
3: uh, any tournament that Cam Young's playing in now, I'm, my I'm in. I'll be, I'll be watching it. Scott's
2: got a new, new, so. new man crush, which is awesome.
1: Well, again, Logan, we're going to be watching out there, going to be rooting for you, bud. So, wish you all the best, and uh, yeah, like I said, come back on anytime, man. So, we we certainly appreciate the time.
0: Thank you guys for having me on. I enjoy it every time. So.
1: Awesome, awesome. Of course, for us here at the Sports Pros Network, you can check us out on the web at fantasysportspros.com or you can follow us on Twitter at sports underscore pros. Remember, that is pros with an E. Going to be (laughs) another hot one this week, ladies and gentlemen, if I can get it out. We'll fix it in post. uh, Yeah, we'll fix that in post. So uh, if you do get out there and golf, get out there and enjoy the walk. Stay uh, out of the heat. But, uh, yeah, as always, get out there and enjoy the walk. (laughs)